roast and joking too. Sipping and roasting is what we do. Light them up, drink them down. Whiskey and cigars all around. Cheers, y'all. Well, 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 well. Ian at this point would say, sounds like a party. But he's not here this week. Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to this fine radio program, podcast, and video extravaganza known internationally as the world-famous oh, Smoking and Toasting. Thank you, Terry, <laughs> uh, for jumping. Also, Terry, could you give me just a little more headphones for uh, some reason? I thought I had them right, and, and that's a little bit better. Touch more, touch more, and yeah, thank you, sir. Right. Welcome to show number 349 of Smoking and Toasting. Halfway to 400. That's exactly right. Thank you for... it's. I I'm not really good with the math. I always leave that to Ian. Yeah. So he's the one that but will jump in. But you brought a friend today. But I, I, in Ian's absence today, Ian, by the way, is at a wedding. And uh, so is that, he's in he's in the land of 38,000 lakes. How many lakes is it in Minnesota? Oh, I don't, yeah, I don't know. Is it 1,000 lakes? Is oh. it 10,000 lakes? I don't uh, remember. 10 million. 10 million. There's a lot of lakes. There's lots a lot of, of the license freaking plate, lakes in, Minis- in Minnesota. Yes. <laughs> so that's where he is. He's at a wedding. and He's uh, a guest so, and playing. A guest and a performer. Yes. 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 He, so here's, here's what I'm hoping happens because he was, I think it's his nephew's wedding. He was asked to sing at the wedding. And what I'm hoping is that because he would normally be here at this time, that his brain just sort of kicks into the drinking news song instead of whatever he's supposed to be singing. He's at the just wedding. standing there with that the ukulele. Be, yeah, yeah. And just a uh, uh, Florida man with yeah. one arm set, you know. Yeah. So anyway, uh, but Ian is always missed when he is not here, but we'll miss him a little less this time because my good friend Jim Heim is here. Jim, welcome to the show. Thank you. Now, I've had several friends that I've dragged onto the show over over time, but Jim, I asked to come in and co-host with me. So I, uh, I really appreciate uh, your he being here know what he's doing <laughs> that's exactly right obviously that's, that's why you're here is because i don't know what i'm doing and you're going to make it all okay that's good because i don't know what i'm doing that's the hope yeah <laughs> one of my favorite memes on the internet is like it's this little white dog and he's in an airplane cockpit and he's just looking at the camera and it says i have no idea what i'm doing and that is exactly how i feel every week when we start uh smoking and toasting our show is all about craft beer fine spirits and hand-rolled cigars uh jim is a friend that i've enjoyed all of those things with and so i thought he would be uh fun to have on the show this week and and just kind of help me through uh the week where ian is gone now one thing i didn't ask you about um before the show jim but i will kind of throw it in there now is that ian is usually responsible for most of the pithy remarks oh, that, that happened during the show so that, that's going to be a problem I, I just wanted you to feel free that's yeah. all that's lots of pith yeah exactly <laughs> isn't it that thing in the middle I, of the peach? i think i have yeah, yeah, exactly. yeah right I, I, I think i do as well anyway uh, welcome to the show today on the program we're gonna do some interesting tastings at least i think they will be interesting from new magnolia brewing company right here in our hometown of houston texas we'll be trying their west coast style pilsner called hella pills Looking forward to that. From Georgetown Brewing Company in Seattle, Washington. We're going to try an IPA. And some of these some of these breweries have, like, the greatest names for their beers. And this is one of those. This IPA is called You'll Get Nothing and Like It. Oh. Which 
That reminds me of a girl I dated in college. I remember it, my parents actually using that phrase when I was growing up. You'll get nothing unlike it. Like it. Yeah. yeah. But the uh, but your examples more yeah more on the money more real yes absolutely and finally from uh barrier brewing company uh they are a very interesting brewery we'll tell you a little bit more about them when we get there but they have teamed up with a, a very popular coffee company in their area to offer something called half and half it's an imperial milk stout so we'll be tasting that on the program and uh just really just in time for jim because i know you're a fan of rye whiskey i will be tasting a rye called the prideful goat straight rye i believe the prideful goat is actually headquartered here in Houston, but the uh, the particular juice in this rye is sourced from uh, Indiana, so uh, all all American, but uh, but not necessarily a Texas rye, but maybe a Texas company. I, I only mention that because we're going to drink it. In Texas, Texas whiskey is such a <laughs> become such a big thing. Yeah, that's absolutely right. Uh, we will do uh, another edition of uh, Drinking News, uh, even though Ian won't be here to enjoy it today. We will get to Drinking News before the program is up. And our Drinking News for today, our teaser headline, it's another edition of Crooks are Stupid uh, on Drinking News today. <laughs> so we have all that to look forward to. And we'll also be uh, talking about a very interesting um, article I came across that kind of helps to answer a question that people ask me sometimes, because we'll do like the cigar reviews and we'll talk about different things and different notes and flavors. And people, how, how do you figure that out? And it's not necessarily like an easy thing. Like when I first started smoking cigars, I just enjoyed cigars. I didn't necessarily go, oh, that's a pepper note or that's a it's something that you kind of you can kind of develop that. It's and subtle. so that's it's subtle. And so that's what this uh, article is about that we're going to share with you is how to taste the flavor notes in your cigar. And I'll give you some hints of just some of the things that help me start to be able to determine that a little bit. And that it's really would be very helpful. It, it's really true for anything, for spirits or for uh, beers, uh, is learning to just kind of isolate what it is you're tasting. And the easiest way to get started with that is just to talk about it. So, yeah. And that's essentially what we do uh, here on the show. So looking, uh, looking forward to all of that. And uh, Jim, I, I want to start with you by just saying, uh, and I've not known you for a long time. My wife has known you for a very long time. You and, Quite and a your number wife. of years. Uh, but how did you first get started uh, in in the world of uh, smoking cigars? Have you been doing that since? Uh, 25 years ago. 25 years ago? Okay. I, uh, friends of mine were hanging around, you know, whenever we got together, smoking pipes. Oh, right. And I, I think ben, I remember you telling ben me Huggins this. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And uh, a bunch of other uh, friends of ours from church. We like to smoke pipes. And now, uh, I'm going to get to the smoking at church thing a little later in the show. But okay. I, I do want to hear about that. But yeah, uh, we do. But, we'll, we do. but what well, it's after church, not like in <laughs> the sanctuary. But. but it's still at church, which yeah, I think yes. is, is kind of awesome. Yeah. But Usually uh, after church, we're smoking cigars and imbibing and. I, beverages i like it which only proves i grew up in the wrong church indeed you did the baptist church so did i i got away from this as possible what is this catholic church well it's semi-catholic it's uh what we call catholic light episcopalian, episcopalian. yeah exactly <laughs> episcopalian yeah. but we're yeah. even a branch of that we're reformed episcopalians okay so yeah. I, but I love that so, the reforms apparently include cigar smoking and uh, yeah, and, I and whiskey tasting. I knew so. that that the, the uh, alcohol was okay because yeah. I grew up Catholic, and I remember that the the priests had uh, a you know a thing of, of yes. 
alcohol in Randy there. or whatever yeah, it might exactly. be. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, they were fine. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, sure. Yeah. Well, now we follow more or less that tradition. But you got started with pipes and then yeah, kind of Yeah, and so we cigars. would go to the pipe shop on uh, Richmond, uh, Richmond Avenue. No, it's Richmond Avenue Cigar. There was another place down the street there near Fondren and Richmond. Yep. Uh, anyway, it was a more of a pipe tobacco place, but they also had a cigar humidor. Mm -hmm. And so after a while, we eventually migrated to the humidor. <clears throat> Back in those days, you and could get started. a really fine hand-rolled cigar for Two fifty, three dollars back <laughs> in the were, olden times. Those were the days. Oh yeah. man, uh, before the cigar uh, fad. I still have a little uh, uh, like antique sign that's hanging up in my house that says "Cigars Five Cents," and you know <laughs> that's a really, really old yeah. sign. I think you could get uh, a house for five thousand dollars in those days. Yeah, yeah, and uh, now you can't get a car for five thousand dollars. So down payment, uh, yeah. not even. Uh, no. And and some cigars really will run you more than that. <laughs> yeah, uh, I try to I try to stay in the ten dollar range yeah. and. Yeah. Uh, are y'all recording this? Because I don't want my wife to know about that. Uh, yes. <laughs> when you say $10 range, you're talking about a box yeah. of cigars, right? A whole exactly. box, yeah. of, cigars. box of cigars. Yeah, that's what I meant. A whole box of nickel cigars. Okay. Right, appreciate Elaine, that. No worries, Elaine. Uh, Thank you very much. So, well, uh, uh, we will talk about that a little bit because I do want to uh, get, and I'll get into this in the, in the next segment. I do want to get a little bit into um, the world of more expensive cigars. One that I smoked this week that I will tell you about that... Uh, I'll I'll just spoiler alert. I liked it a lot. But it was it was you know it wasn't like outrageously expensive, but it was more than I normally spend for a you know regular sure. cigar. And so, what are your expectations? You know, when you're paying in the ten, twelve, fifteen dollar range for for cigars, uh, you're you're expecting uh, a good performance. Exactly, and and the stakes are a little bit higher, right? Well, Absolutely. Yeah. yeah, but yeah. I mean, you know, you used to get the same performance out of four dollar, five dollar right, cigars. Right. Oh yeah, not that long ago. Not that long ago. Time well, flies. One of the things we do to lower expectations around here is that we occasionally, <laughs> that. we occasionally try something we call the mystery beverage, and basically all this is is that oh, cool. uh, one of us will bring in a beverage that. We don't tell everyone what it is until it's tasted. When we do the beer tastings and the whiskey tasting, you'll know what it is. Mm. But this one uh, is something from the fridge. Grapefruit. Yes, it does have a Very grapefruit, grapefruit. grapefruit on the nose, doesn't it? Very grapefruity. Okay. Yeah, and yeah. that's that's all you really that's, get on the nose. That's really what I, yeah, I was going to say. You can't grapefruit. even find anything else. That's yeah. it. Just grapefruit. Mm -hmm. And crisp. Crisp, you know. Sweet. Yeah. Sweet, sweet. Oh. sweet on the finish. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But you know, it tastes like it smells. It tastes just like it smells, <laughs> except for the sweetness. You don't get the sweetness. You don't get the sweetness. When you, yes, when you're the uh, when you're on the nose. Yeah. So, do you like this, Terry? I do. What about I like you? it. I'm, I'm. I'm. It's not my favorite. Yeah, I, I, I'm with you. I love the grapefruit. I go there. The finish. Who doesn't like grapefruit? Right, uh, grapefruit's a wonderful. It's it's the mother of all fruits, yeah. in my opinion. <laughs> but uh, but on the on the finish, it's got that. Uh, this is common with a lot of seltzers, the hard seltzers. It's got that just artificial sweetener taste. I do taste that. Is that what yes, this is? I do uh, taste that. In seltzer. Fact, in fact, it actually is. Uh, well. Actually, I, no. I'm not, I don't think it's, I've ever had one. I'm 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 not correct. It is not a seltzer. This is a deep eddy ruby red 
vodka soda. Oh, okay. In a can. Okay. It's, a, it's a canned cocktail crafted with real grapefruit juice, which they you can, of give course, away do. right there. Yeah, they, can. they sort of do. Although I still. I still remember uh, growing up as a kid, my mom used to serve as high C. I think I've mentioned this on the show. High C fruit drink. And right there on the can, very proudly in big, bold letters, it says, up to 10% real fruit juice. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, so yeah. Uh, my thing about this, first of all, Deep Eddie, in my opinion, of, of what I've tried, makes the best grapefruit vodka that that you can find. Okay. I've tasted yeah. a number of them, and Deep Eddie is far and away my favorite. In fact, my wife likes it. We usually have a bottle of it at home somewhere, which reminds me we're out. I need to go to not Spex. every night, though. Uh, but no, no, not every night. Uh, we vary it. We we mix it up. You know? Okay, okay. But the grapefruit uh, Deep Eddie grapefruit vodka is quite good. This is a vodka soda, which is ordinarily a very refreshing drink, and this is refreshing, except it has that same aftertaste. That a lot of seltzers have. You're right. Which is that artificial sweetener. You're right. So it does have that. So That's I'm it. kind of disappointed in it a little bit. Yeah. It's not. It's not bad. But no, if they I'm would take that it. out, in fact, can I have a little you can, more? You, of course you can. This is smoking and toasting. Are you kidding me? If there's some in the can, <laughs> I mean, it's not that bad. If there's some in the can, you can have some. <laughs> no, I, uh, I, I like it, but I have not yet bought into the canned cocktail thing. Yeah, because it seems like there's always something like that. Mm. They have to put on, the sweetener in there right. for whatever reason. They, they have and, to and it would probably it. be fine without it. I would I mean, almost I don't argue. Maybe they should try stevia. I don't know, Go like natural. something that doesn't. Go natural, you, Eddie. Yeah. I, yeah, I don't need diet stuff when I'm Ex having a, a seltzer. Exactly, exactly. <laughs> uh, and and my favorite, like, non-alcoholic seltzers are the ones where they don't put any sweetener in. Where yes. it's just the sure. water and the flavor yes. and the bubbles. Like, yes. I, so do I like you that. put, uh, add sugar to your tea? Uh, no, but I will add a uh, packet of stevia to my tea sometimes. So Depends you do on the like tea. it. Depends on like the tea. A little sweet. bit, yeah. See, so, yeah, yeah. I just drink tea. When yeah, I drink yeah, tea. Just, yeah, and and it depends on the tea, because some unsweetened tea is wonderful, and some can use a little help. Yeah. All right, speaking of use a little help, we got to take a quick break, and we will be back. I want to tell you about the cigar I smoked this week, which I found very interesting, and we got more to come, including beer tasting on Smoking and Toasting. I'll drink to that. Smoking and Toasting, our show is all about craft beer, fine spirits, and hand-rolled cigars. My guest co-host today is Jim Heim, a good friend and fellow uh, enthusiast of all of those things that we just mentioned. And uh, he's in with us this week because uh, Ian is uh, off performing at a wedding in Minnesota, the land of some unknown but very questionably large number of lakes. Quite a few. So, yeah. and About probably, 10 million. Probably a, probably a good time to be... Uh, up in Minnesota, I mean, the weather's probably cooling off a little bit, but it's not going to be not like too bad, crazy right cold. here in Houston. I know, yeah. for eighty-two a, degrees. This is this is fall, and uh, for I two days. Well, I was going to say, I, I think we'll get through the rest of the show before fall is over. So <laughs> we're, looking, we're, we're hoping so. That's so true. We get all four seasons. It's just some are a lot longer than others. Yeah. That's, yeah. 
That's the way it is here in uh, in our hometown of Houston, Texas. I had a very interesting cigar this week that I want to uh, talk to you a little bit about. It's the Osdener Family Cigars Bosphorus, uh, the B-52. Uh, and it's not named after the B-52 bomber because they also have a B-55, which is a 55 ring gauge and and, and so on. Gotcha. So it's, uh, it's basically B for Bosphorus and 52 for the ring gauge. Now... Tim Osgener and his father, Kano, founded CAO, uh, first as a pipe tobacco company and eventually uh, releasing cigars. Sound familiar? Uh, and before he sold it to uh, Scandinavian Tobacco Group in 2010, I had the chance to meet Tim and spend quite a bit of time hanging out with him, talking to him about cigars and about CAO and all kinds of stuff. I really liked him, and I liked CAO cigars. Uh, so when he left the business after his father sold the company, and even, even after uh, Kano uh, later passed away, I was always hoping that Tim would get back in in some way, shape, or form, and as it turns out, he has. We've mentioned this uh, before on the show, but after rumors that he was going to be a part of Crowned Heads, Tim ultimately started his own cigar company, Osgener Family Cigars, which is distributed by Crowned Heads. And the Bosphorus, which is the cigar that I smoked this week, is named after the Bosphorus Strait, which is in northwestern Turkey, which apparently is where both of Tim's parents were born. So I chose the B-52, a box-pressed 5x52 cigar, kind of like a longer Robusto. And right away, I got a lot of rich notes on the pre, like deep earth, barnyard, and a nutty vibe just from sniffing the cigar. That vibe was more uh, pronounced on the cold draw once I punched it with my punch cutter. The Bosphorus uses an Ecuadorian Sumatra wrapper and two binders, an Ecuadorian Connecticut and a second one grown in Jalapa, uh, Nicaragua. The filler tobacco is all Nicaraguan from several different regions of the country. And so I lit the cigar up and although I didn't necessarily get what we talk about a lot here on the show, uh, Jim, with Nicaraguan cigars, is that Nicaraguan pepper blast, that right away Indeed. big rush of pepper. Didn't necessarily get that. It was nice and full from the very beginning, though. The dominant note was much more earth than it was pepper. And it gave me lots of big, chewy smoke from the very beginning. First third was very much about the earthy notes, along with toasted nuts and tea leaf and white pepper. The pepper was mostly on the finish, which was uh, long and and very very pleasant. Construction was rock solid. Burn was a little wavy, but consistent enough not to need help, which was nice. Uh, the second third stayed earthy, but allowed some baking spice and a little bit of citrus zest to enter the picture. Retrohale was leather and white pepper. The final third shifted a little bit, became a little bit meatier, but lost the pepper. Tea leaf, nuttiness, and rich leather on the finish. The cigar had, had uh, <coughs> excuse me, nice complexity, and I appreciated the flavor twists and turns. My only issue with the Bosphorus, which I really enjoyed, is the price tag. Back in the day, one of the things that drew me to CAO cigars in the first place was how amazingly good the CAO Gold Maduro was at a very reasonable price. The Bosphorus is amazingly good, but the price is not quite as reasonable. Even today, although the CAO Gold Maduro is not quite as good as it used to be, it's still decent sells for about seven bucks. The Osner family Bosphorus at the B-52 size rings in at $12 to $13. And for me, that jumps it into super premium in my estimation. Yes. Competition at that price range is pretty stiff. But that said, I enjoyed it too much to give it less than a five. So welcome back, Tim Osner. Please keep blending. I will recommend the Bosphorus and give it a reluctant five at $13. And I will look forward to whatever else you may be working on for Osner Family Cigars. And you know about the price to quality, right? Five means you got what you paid for. Yeah. So, uh, so that's a good rating, and we'll be back with more. It's smoking and toasting.
It's Smoking and Toastin'. Our program is all about craft beer, fine spirits, and the people that enjoy them. Oh, and and Dan wrote cigars. But yes, the people that enjoy them. And that's that's us. So. That's us. Uh, Jim Hyman's my guest co-host today. Uh, Terry is on the uh, wheels of steel, making it all happen back behind the board. Thank you, Terry. What's up? And uh, I have... Uh, I have some celebrity spirit news. We, we try to follow these things because it seems like every other day a new celebrity is announcing a spirit or a beer or something. Um, we've had these guys' beers on the show before. Uh, we actually got them sent down to us uh, by the uh, brewery that does them. And uh, we tried them and they were actually really good. And that was ACDC's beers. Ooh. Uh, AC well, you wouldn't expect that one to be yeah. good. Well, uh, so maybe this will be good too. They're stepping into the world of whiskey. They've launched a limited edition whiskey with Ballantine's Scotch Whiskey. Ballantine's uh, is doing a true music icons collection, which the drinks maker, drinks maker describes as a tribute to the world's finest music artists, including legendary rock band, ACDC. So this is this is interesting. My favorite thing about ACDC, and you can look this up on the internet, when their first album was reviewed by Rolling Stone, <laughs> they not only panned it, they just eviscerated them. They it, it's so worth finding it You'll online. You'll never go anywhere. Anyway, yeah, it was, with it was this one, kind of garbage. One of those. Yeah. <laughs> and yet they endeavor to persevere. Yeah, somehow they hang in there. Yeah. I remember I've I you know, back when I was in the radio business, you know, I always said if you're gonna miss Miss Big, yeah. uh, I remember telling the label that their band would never amount to anything. They'll know, never sell more than fifteen records. It was the Backstreet Boys. <laughs> Yeah, oh, good for so, you. Quite precious. So when you miss Miss Big, yeah, that's, exactly. that's that's all I'm saying. Uh, anyway, not only is ACDC getting into the game, uh, but a deceased rock star is getting oh, into so the game. Oh, you can do that now yeah, too. Apparently, so Whistle Pig, a very reputable whistle uh, whiskey company, they are dropping a new whiskey made with late legendary rocker Robbie Robertson of the band. Wow. And One of my favorites. Wow. Apparently, he was working on this before he passed. Okay, uh, with, so at least he got to take. Right. I was that's one thing yeah. I was going to ask is, could you can you be that if you if you mm. haven't tasted it? I mean, if that right. person hasn't right. tasted it at all, you know, well, that's a he, good point. he was uh, he was eighty when he passed away, but he was in the oh. process of uh, working with Whistlepig to okay. select. He the died right with his boots whiskey. on. Yeah, that's right, and he left a remarkable catalog of music behind, of course, and. Yes. Maybe some pretty good whiskey. Yeah. We'll have to we'll have to try to get our hands on it. Never tasted. It's called Whistlepig Twelve Rye. It's Robbie's blend, and it's being released to commemorate the forty fifth anniversary. Has it been forty five years of Martin Scorsese's concert film, The Last Waltz? So that's uh, that's coming out, and um, uh, the. Whistlepig Master Distiller says watching the film during the holidays is his longstanding tradition. So this oh. year when he watches it, he'll have some of uh, some of Robbie's uh, whiskey on hand, which will be uh, be kind of fun. I and we should as well. Yes, we should. So we will be looking for that, trying to get some of it to come on uh, here at the show. Whistlepig can be a little pricey, but, you know, hey, it's Robbie Robertson. What are you going to do? What are you going to do? Uh, Jim, I think it's beer time. We are uh, about to oh, taste. Um, I was instructed to. Ah, uh, see, you did well. You there did you go. very yeah. well. I one thought of, that was a lovely sound, and that's a good sign. It <laughs> is. And one of the things about smoking and toasting is when it comes to sound effects, we spare every expense. That's, 
we we you know we well, don't, that's that's obvious as I look yeah, around. Yeah, here. Yeah, that's exactly <laughs> right. So you know, no, we uh, we try to put the money into the things that we're tasting, yes, uh, more exactly. so than into the sound effects because that affects us more specifically. I get it over there far. Uh, yeah, you got it. But I but I do appreciate you. Uh, you know the real sound effects as Ian likes yes. to point out. Yes, every time we have that beer opening sound effect, an actual beer is being sacrificed yes. to make that sound. So, Indeed. Or in this case, that's, maybe not sacrifice. That's maybe, how yeah. Disney wanted it when he made animation. He wanted real sound effects. Right. He wanted to actually, actually really? have Really? Is that a, where it came from? I was always he, wondering he, about that. He wanted to have an actual train yes. uh, outside the window while he was doing the Mickey yeah. Mouse cartoon. Well, you should come to my neighborhood because yeah. I go all night long. <laughs> got a lot of trains. <laughs> all right. So we are tasting here uh, from a New Magnolia Brewing Company, or New Magnolia Brewing Company in uh, Houston, Texas. This is their Hell Appeals. It's a West Coast style pilsner that they've hopped with azaka and citra hops so i haven't tasted this yet but what i'm expecting is something that maybe sort of tastes sort of halfway in between a pilsner and an ipa just because they're mm -hmm. using a little more uh, on the nose i can hops. see that yeah. kind of i'm gonna you get a little yeah, bit of that i'm yeah. gonna agree with that mm. after having tasted a lot of it so, <laughs> and there's more to taste, by the way. So, yeah, that is kind of where it comes down. It's it's snappy and crisp like a Pilsner, right. like, a, like mm -hmm. you want a Pilsner mm -hmm. to be, right? Uh, well, it is, really. But it is a little hoppier than most of what you would consider uh, for Pilsner. So I'm, I'm going to say that if Ian was here, I'm not going to say wouldn't like it, but he would. he's never as much into yeah. things that are a little... Uh, a little more hoppy, but then again, it, it's always he, hard to predict because he's not floating down the river with it's, it. It's always hard to predict because he likes 120 minute IPA. So yeah, that's uh, true. So you know, it's it's really kind of hard he to, likes to figure the him hops. out. Yeah, it's he, he, and this it's, is usually, not I, a usually lot. I'm the hops guy. That's why I really like this. To me, uh, this is exactly what I want my pilsner to be. Yeah. Yes, uh, and it's and it's very uh, it's very interesting. It comes in at 5.4 percent. So. Tiny bit high, maybe for a pilsner, but that uh, yeah, that's right. That could be of all the hops. It says that uh, um, Hello Pils is a mashup of all our favorite parts of West Coast IPA and pilsner. Crisp, clean malt provides a perfect home. Beautiful idea. Perfect base for American hops to shine. Citrusy and hella tropical. And I do like the kind of tropical uh, yes. vibe yeah. it gives. Very refreshing. That, that really, uh, that really kind of works for me. Mm. Very crisp. Yeah. Very good. Kind of, kind, of, kind of digging it. Yeah. yeah. No, it's yeah. a good one. I'm with it. I'm and always looking for a Pilsner with a little more hops in it. Uh, well, then, then this one winds up being perfect. It's yeah. like Congratulations. they heard me talk <laughs> somewhere and said, we got to do this for, for Jim. Well, and, and we may be on target for you with the whiskey today because it's a... Because this, it's a rye. Uh, it's a Although rye. Although, you know, a rye I'm guy. A, really an Irish guy. But yeah. I go to the rye because... I don't necessarily want to go all bourbon. <laughs> I so I just kind of go in between C Irish. Sure. Is it, would that be appropriate to think of rye as in between Irish and a well, I think of traditional rye as, bourbon? as spicier than either traditional mm. bourbon or uh, Irish more whiskey. Yeah, a little, yeah, right. little more, a little more, little more, more flavorful. Yeah, yeah. So that's one of the reasons I like rye. And rye also goes really, really well with IPAs. Does a it? lot of times, yeah. A lot of times you don't do, uh, do a uh, lot of whiskey and beer at the same time. Right, yeah, especially with something much hoppier like IPAs. 
But uh, rye, for some reason, that the way it's got that spiciness, it kind of cuts back with that IPA. I'm, I'm, and, I'm not and sure I'm going to believe you until we actually no, do it. We may have to do that. <laughs> <laughs> All right. We do have an IPA coming. We'll save some of it. And uh, then once we try the rye, you, maybe you'll you'll see what I mean. Excellent. So tell me a little bit about this, uh, because um, even before I was really introduced to you, my wife was um, was saying, uh, you got to meet Jim. You guys would get along famously. That's uh, true. And then she was telling, woman. she was telling me she's a smart woman uh, who showed the occasional lapse by marrying me. But that's all right. It happens. <laughs> all, uh, all, all, of, it. all of our women yes, made sir. a mistake. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's not like Fine. they're perfect. But uh, in any case, um, she was telling me about how you and your uh, your buddies from your church will get together. Like it, I guess maybe like in the breezeway or an outdoor area. We at, have at the a church. patio. Yeah, that's uh, just outside. So the, after the service, you you get together. Yeah, we home. call it the te- contemporary service. Uh, well, <laughs> see, I always wanted to get together with you and see about doing a show from there. Yeah, because I wanted to call it. I, I wanted. Hey, uh, totally. I can, I can make that happen. Totally for the title, I wanted to name it "Smoking Cigars at Church." Because I thought that would be, I thought that would be get a lot of yes. clicks. You know what yes. I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. that would. Yeah, yeah. But and it's how, true too. You're telling the truth. Yeah. Now, how did how did that uh, uh, tradition or, or yeah? Or so, thing get started? Uh, uh, a couple of buddies uh, of mine, we were at a Christmas party. It was back in I don't know around. 2000 something like that ben huggins was mm-hmm. one of the guys you know ben I, I know ben and by the way just in case you guys know that ben huggins was the lead singer of a really awesome rock and roll band called galactic cowboys oh. who never never got the attention they really just came out at the wrong time they came out just before grunge kind of uh i remember rock and roll back in a different yep. direction mm-hmm. but these guys oh what a live show man what a life show. Oh, yeah. They still get together every once in a while. Indeed, and play. They do. They'll yeah, play yeah. around town yeah, or go up to Dallas. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Something. But if you have a chance to catch them, it's fun in that way that rock and roll was before uh, grunge made it more yeah. serious. Yeah. You know, And I'm not knocking grunge. I'm just saying prior to that, it was just fun. fun. Yeah, it was just fun. So anyway, you and Ben and, and some of the so, other guys. So uh, uh, two other guys, uh, Bruce Suffield and uh, I believe it was David Hartung. Four of us smoking pipes, right? And uh, at this Christmas party, we're outside. The girls are all inside, and we're outside in the cold, smoking our pipes, and we're all facing each other. And Bruce, uh, he, you know, it was kind of a silent moment, and he takes a puff on his pipe, and he goes, "You know, when I was at Princeton, we had something called the Pipe Club," and then we all. You know, puffed, and, and hopefully you did that thing where you take the pipe and turn it around and point at someone with the stem while you're talking, because it really amplifies the well, importance I, of what I you're saying. I hadn't been smoking pipes long enough okay. at the time to know the etiquette. But. Now, Ian has a pipe, because we do a pipe show at least once a year. Oh. Ian has a pipe with a stem that's about that long. Yeah, and uh, so when he smokes that that's one, a church warden, a, a church warden, uh, yeah, absolutely. And when he turns that one around and points it at you, it might poke you your eye have out. to take him pretty seriously. <laughs> yeah. Yes, absolutely. Yeah, I'm, I'm sorry, I interrupted. Go ahead. <laughs> no, I, 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 I've been married for 42 years. I know how to be interrupted. So, uh, so uh, anyway, so that was the beginning of the Pike Club, which is what we call our uh, last Friday of the month meeting smoking pipes and cigars at church that's just a social 
kind of thing that we do. Love we don't that. have any particular agenda. We talk about, you know, everything from religion, politics, and much less serious subjects. <laughs> yeah, the less serious subjects. That's one of the things I've always loved about uh, a great cigar lounge is you go in and you yes. sit down and there's guys there of every stripe. You have guys who make a lot of money. You have guys who are just regular working class guys. You and have, then they also um, let me in. Right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you have guys with no job. <laughs> and yet, but, but you also have, you know, Republicans and Democrats and, yeah, and you have you uh, people who are religious, people who are not. And it, I don't know of another place I can think of where it just works. And people don't necessarily go there to be all caught up in their differences. They all enjoy a great cigar, and that just kind of links everybody together that's in some sort glue. of yeah. That's the glue, and I, I do love that about uh, about about all of the that things. That is really one that. of the reasons that cigar smokers smoke. It's the social aspect. It's the of it. camaraderie mm -hmm. and the ability. To be in situations like that is quite gratifying, it, it absolutely is. And if you're someone who has been wanting to figure out when we talk about different flavor notes and things like that in the cigar, about how, how, do, you, how do you tell? And, and uh, by the way, all I'm, when, I'm telling you, when I'm telling you that, all I'm telling you is what I think I get. It, <laughs> it can be completely different to the next guy. Yeah, it's, it tastes like peanut butter. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. I actually well, had a cigar one time that I got that note. <laughs> it was peanut butter. Do you remember what cigar it was? Yes, it was uh it was an Espinosa and Ortega six oh one. I'll never oh, forget it. Oh yeah, the one and with the little tail thing on the top? Uh I don't remember. Maybe that. I, okay. Anyway. Yeah, um it, it, but it but it was uh it, very complex cigar. We're coming up on it. Yeah, we're we're getting close. We got okay. a few minutes here. Because this is a segment, long but, story. Oh, okay, well, <laughs> well, hang on to that one. Then. But what we will do <laughs> is we'll uh, we'll walk you through some of the early steps, and and I'll I'll just you know as we're as we're getting ready to go to the break, I'll just tell you one of the things that I did to try to learn how to like identify things is when I would get a cigar that I thought was going to be a good one. And I would light it up. Then I would look for a review of that cigar where someone said, I get notes of earth or leather mm. or whatever it might be. And then I would try to, as I would puff on it, I would try to say, can I detect that? Yeah, I kind of think I might get what they're talking about. Indeed. And again, everybody's going to come at this a little different and maybe detect different things. But that was the way I first sort of learned how to go, okay, that's chocolate. That's what chocolate note is like in a cigar. I'll tell That's my chocolate Earth story is. after the okay. break. <laughs> I am looking forward to that. I really am. Uh, plus, still to come on the program, drinking news is coming up, and we're going to talk to you about the best twenty, the best sipping tequilas so far in 2023. Since I am a tequila fan, and I just had a great tequila experience, which I will also tell you about uh, coming up on the program. This is smoking and toasting. We are so glad that you are here, and thanks again to Jim Heim for jumping in and uh, uh, helping to rescue me this glad week with, uh, with with the in out. I didn't um, have anything to do. Well, <laughs> I, I bet you did, but when I told you we'd be sampling all these uh, all these fine sealed products, the deal. Yeah, that's uh, that's how we bring it home. All right, we're going to take a break, and we will be right back. Smoking and toasting is all about. Craft beer, fine spirits, and hand rolled cigars. This is show number 349, and we will be right back. You need to keep that going. <laughs> That's good stuff. 
Welcome back. It is uh, Smoking and Toasting. Our show is all about craft beer, fine spirits, and hand-rolled cigars. We are glad you're here and enjoying uh, program number 349 with us. Halfway as we are. to 400. Yes, halfway to 400. Thank you. Um, I had a great tequila experience this last weekend. And as any of you who've been watching the show or listening to us for uh, some time will uh, will be completely unsurprised by the fact that it involved our tequila expert, Liliana Rodriguez. You can't have a great tequila experience uh, without sure, her. I'm not sure if you can. Once you know her, she's got to be a part yeah. of it. So Liliana had a uh, birthday party and anniversary party combined. Uh, and uh, we were invited, my wife and I were invited to her house for this party. So I, I took her a, ba- uh, a bag with a bottle of tequila in it, even though it said no gifts. I, I just, you know, you, you, you got to take care of Liliana, yeah. right? Yeah. So, by the way, I took her a bottle of the Pasote tequila, which we did a number of shows ago, maybe five, six, seven shows ago, okay. which we all went crazy Loved, over. Yeah. So, uh, so I got her a bottle of that, and hopefully she'll enjoy it. But what I enjoyed was walking in. It's the first time I'd ever been in her home. And you know how uh, some houses will have these built-in bookshelves? Liliana's house had them, except they were not filled with books. They were filled with tequila. Bottles and bottles and bottles. She's learning something different. And it's a wonderful, <laughs> wonderful thing. She reads the labels. Uh, yeah, in, exactly. In, anyway, for those who have had the opportunity to enjoy uh, Liliana on this show, and we will have her back again soon. I wanted to share this with you, and I'm gonna. What I'm gonna do is I'm gonna hold up my iPad and just show you a tiny bit of this. But I'm sending the full clip to Adam, and he will insert it in the show. This is Liliana, our tequila expert for smoking and toasting, singing in Spanish uh, with the band at her birthday party. So I'm not gonna worry too much about the uh, about the sound because I'll have Adam insert this. Uh, but there is the lovely Liliana, and she's actually not a bad singer at all. Uh, so you'll enjoy- uh, Very nice. You'll enjoy uh, checking that out. Uh, Very nice. Adam will insert it probably right about here. And so if you're ever invited to uh, Liliana's uh, birthday party, you must go. She broke out my all-time favorite tequila, which is the uh, Jose Cuervo Reserva de la Familia. Mm-hmm. She broke out her 2005 bottle. And uh, and then Liliana's husband, not to be outdone by her tequila expertness, uh, started talking to me about single malt scotch and then started breaking into his collection of single malt scotch, stuff you can't even buy anymore. Needless to say, I was so glad I had Ubered. Here, try this. So you, you glad didn't I had try this. driving home. No, anyway. <laughs> <laughs> when you go to Liliana's house, do not drive there. Yeah, do yeah. not drive there. Yeah, yeah. that's uh, that's all I'm saying. Anyway, <laughs> I just wanted to thank Liliana, and we will have her uh, on the show again because I talked to her about this. We want to do a. We've done this with Añejo, but I want to do a Blanco tequila uh, blind taste test because Blanco is the least expensive, the least aged of the tequilas. Sounds like my you kind of tequila. Generally, get right. You generally get more. Um, uh, of the actual agave flavor, but there's some blancos that are really, really good. I'm an Añejo guy myself. I like the maybe a little bit know, of I like the college aging. flashback. Going yeah, on. Well, there could be. Although <laughs> these days, when I enjoy tequila, 
no salt or lime is harmed, uh, no. uh, and and no. nothing is thrown back. I don't shoot tequila anymore. <laughs> even even if somebody's doing shots of tequila, I'll take one, but I'm going to sip it. Even if it's even if it's the cheap stuff, I just uh, I just enjoy it too much. You're drinking um, it differently. You're not trying to get as right. much from point A to point B in well, as least yes. of amount of time. There was a different objective in college. <laughs> yeah, and exactly. there's, no, there's no question. There were there a was, lot of there uh, were several different competing objectives. interests in college. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's a good that's a good way to put it and uh, uh yeah but i remember doing things like we had this thing we called the shot ski and you would put like it was this small ski like a like a you know something that oh, you would ski with yeah, right okay uh, except it was a little bit smaller but it was shaped like a ski and it had holes cut in it for like four or five different holes <laughs> like tequila flight into those holes you would insert the shot glass then you'd fill them all up and then everybody does it at the same time that's college. Oh, that's camaraderie. Wow. Everybody right at the same time. I that's got an education. That's what I'm suffering. telling you. I got an education. <laughs> <laughs> and I remember it well. By the way, those of you who are uh, on one of our uh, affiliates uh, where they only take the first hour of the show, this is where we bid you adieu. But there is adieu. a great second hour coming up, and you can always check it out if your affiliate does not carry both hours of the show first of all write them letters stand on the doorstep demand that they Carrier. do but but more importantly you can uh, check us out uh, anywhere on any of the socials or we uh, always like to point you towards youtube because that's a good place to catch mm -hmm. the show and catch the second hour because we got drinking news coming up and boy do we have some things to taste including but not limited to an ipa called you'll get nothing and like it <laughs> And Again, reminding coming. me of college and the girls <laughs> I dated there. And that will be coming up next at Smoking and Toasting. Welcome back to Smoking and Toasting. Our program is all about craft beer, fine spirits, and hand-rolled cigars. All things that we enjoy. We enjoy talking about them, and we enjoy sharing that with you. And, uh, you know, uh, I mentioned before that... Um, Ian, who's my normal co-host here on the show, uh, I met him because my wife said I got a friend, I, somebody that you the got to meet. The abnormal co-host, yeah, right. And the abnormal co-host is is the same thing. My wife said you got to meet Jim and his wife Elaine. They're wonderful, and they are. But uh, you know, when whenever your wife says, "Hey, I really want you to meet these people," I know you know it's kind of like yeah. Uh, yeah. yeah. But if it wasn't for her, uh, right, right. Uh -huh. But but here's the thing. She's smart enough to go, I think you'll like him. He really enjoys cigars. And and, right and I was like, okay, I'm in. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, he, can be, he can be a complete idiot now, but he likes cigars. He likes cigars. <laughs> I'm in. Not cigars far from the truth, actually. Hey, I've, I've sat next to a lot of complete idiots in the cigar lounges and had a great time talking with them. <laughs> See, you're and, right. Holds people together. Here, and but... I'm sure they say the same thing about me, so it's all good. Uh, but seriously, uh, much like when I kind of was getting to know Ian for the first time, and we were sitting out on my balcony and I was bringing out beers from the fridge and we were pouring them and talking about them and talking about cigars. And when, you know, he and his wife left, I said to my wife, that's a show. And it's kind of like the reason that I asked Jim to come in is because I had have had very similar experiences sitting on Jim's world famous front porch. Famous uh, porch. Yeah. <laughs> and it's 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 just great. You just sit there and uh, drink, drink smoke. and smoke and talk you about don't, you whatever. You don't even have to talk if you don't right. want to. I have a hard time not talking. I, I, I realize <laughs> this, but I can you know. barely restrain myself. <laughs> but we had such a good time and talking about everything. I thought, well, this is, we, we'll just do that on the show. It's We've so done perfect. it twice, and yeah. uh, we need to do it a third time on your balcony. Uh, uh, yes, we do. And, we, and, and it's, 35 it's getting, 
floors up. Getting to be whatever. just about the perfect time to do that, too, weather-wise. It is. So, we got about um, two more days. Yeah, I'm, I'm actually really, really excited about it. So if you're like me, when you first got started uh, doing cigars, you might read some things where they say, oh, yes, uh, this tastes like uh, 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 toasted pumpernickel bread with uh, with uh, zinc salt on top of it. And you're like, zinc how salt? did you how did you get that? I was or, fascinated when I first started here on this show of all. <laughs> I remember mentioning it to you. I'm like, it's amazing. You can just say anything. Yeah, like right. You can make up you anything. Can just completely it's just make it up. Yes. Used Band-Aid. Yeah. Is, you know, it, I mean, anything used you want. And it's, it's that fine. would be scotch. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> there is there is a sense of that in some of the things we have talked about here. Uh, on the show. But, uh, you know, when you begin to learn, if it's something you want to learn, uh, it, it's a process. And the good news is it's a really enjoyable process because yes, you're going yes. to smoke the cigars or you're going to drink the spirits of the beer or whatever and try to get the uh, the flavors and, and try to isolate them and, and figure them out. And I, I found a very interesting article from the CigarAuthority.com, which is a great website. Um, and I want to read you just a little bit of this. It says, in order to properly taste the subtle nuances of the cigar, the first thing is you don't want the cigar to burn too hot. Uh, many people right. make the mistake of over-smoking a cigar. Mm. They say you can uh, avoid this by limiting yourself to, you know, a couple of pulls per minute on the stick. I probably go more than that, but um, if I get a sense that the cigar is smoking a little hot, I, I'll just slow that down, and that has a tendency to I didn't to know work. that was a thing. It um, is a thing. Yeah. But I, uh, you can't always stop it by smoking it slower. Sometimes sometimes just cigars just burn too hot. Too hot. Yeah. yeah, absolutely. So when the pull of cigar with the smoke in your mouth, they say you should begin to taste what the cigar has to offer. But if you don't, do not fret because there's some simple tricks they offer to expedite the process. So that's what we wanted to talk about today. With the smoke in your mouth, they say gently chew the smoke, which will allow your mind and the receptors on your tongue to work together much like when you're dining on a great meal. Mm. So they, they say, you know, just like chew on that smoke a little bit. When you release the smoke, blow it out slowly and gently, thus allowing the smoke to wash over the palate and giving you more time to taste what the cigar is serving. Now, we shouldn't have to say this to anybody who's listened to this show for more than a minute or two, but you do not want to inhale cigar smoke. Bad idea. No. Bad idea. No. Don't uh, do it. But uh, but pulling it into your mouth, chewing on it a little bit, exhaling slowly, these are all things that can help you begin to determine what kind of notes you're getting on the cigar. And if you aren't getting a specific taste, they say, pay attention to what part of your tongue is reacting to the cigar. If you feel it on the tip of your tongue, that is more associated with sweet tastes, while to the left and right is salty, and then moving further back along the sides is sour, and the back of your mouth is associated with bitter. Uh, then they talk about retrohale. Uh, this serves a purpose, they say, other than causing your own uh, self to cough. While the palate can only differentiate between a few types of flavors, the nose is actually much more sensitive. And the art of retrohaling is a little bit difficult to master. It does not involve inhaling the cigar, but it does involve, <coughs> as you hold the smoke in your mouth, exhaling it through your nose if instead you're of just professional like out we are. The mouth. You can do it. <laughs> yeah. It, it, it's not something I was able to it, do for a while. No, no. It takes yeah. a little 
Mm-hmm. Practice. But when the smoke is uh, in your mouth, they say let it drift towards the back and breathe through the nose, pushing the smoke out. When you first do this, they say you're likely to only get pepper. And that is what I get a, lo- a lot on retrohale uh, anyway, to be yeah. honest. Uh, but as you grow accustomed to it, it'll help you identify the flavors. And many manufacturers and blenders state if you don't retrohale, you're not getting the full experience of the blend. I've yeah. heard that. A retrohale can turn a sweet cigar into a cigar with robust chocolate notes or even the subtle sweetness of Chinese pea pods. And then... There's the finish. Peapods. I didn't write it. I'm not sure what they meant <laughs> okay. by that. Uh, maybe maybe no, we no, should I, maybe we should open a beer. I'm not trying to rush you through this, Chris. There goes I'm those, just getting yeah. There goes those random things you uh, can say. Anything. So, a Chinese peapod. So I'll finish up with the finish while you open and pour our next beer. Ooh, see. Nice. What's that? Nice. I, I Professionally done? I don't know if we Has even need Ian ever done to come back. I, I don't even know if we even need Ian to come back. You've got that down. So oh, well. no, let's not go there. We may just have to have you just open cans now. Yeah. For the- <laughs> I could do that. I, it probably would come with singles. I got a yeah. Yeah. ton of time on my hands. <laughs> Sometimes we refer to the cigar having undertones or overtones of nuts complementing the chocolate. Uh, this is the result of flavor that is left after, generally after the smoke has left your mouth or the finish. A short finish means that these flavors stop relatively fast, while a long finish means that the flavors and characteristics of the cigar linger after the cigar or puff is finished. And I will just say my absolute favorite cigars are the ones where the finish is longer, where you're just experiencing that for just a little while, even after you've already exhaled. and you get Like the, the next get, day? Yeah, well, there's that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Not that long. That, that might be my favorite, not necessarily That's everyone else's. That's not your wife's favorite. Yeah. Uh, uh, the debate is out there as to which is better. Uh, the writer of the article says they enjoy short to moderate finish because they want to move to the next cigar. Everybody wants something different. Like the long finish so they can enjoy the moment for a prolonged period of time. And last thing, don't smash your cigar out. I mean, that's a, mm. that's a cigar 101 thing, mm. but I'm surprised at how many people I see that do it. Just put it you in the ashtray. You know why that's true? Let it go out. Because they're so expensive, you can keep it for the next day and relight it. <laughs> that's, that's true. Now I get criticized for doing that, but I do it anyway. So I, I want to share with you something. When Ian and I went to Honduras uh, and were guests of the Aladinos uh, at the Aladino uh, Tobacco Farm and Factory, uh, one of the guys that was on that trip taught me something, and I think it works. Like, I'm not 100% sure. <laughs> Maybe you need to try I it do it to this day. Time. I think it works. <laughs> I do we it, We're talking about sure. <laughs> how when you've been smoking a cigar and mm-hmm. the cigar goes out and maybe you left it idle for a while, that a sometimes day. when you relight it, you can get what we call the relight penalty, where there's some bitterness. It, so, it, that's mm-hmm. true. So this, this uh, suggestion was that when you relight the cigar, before you begin to puff and draw it into your mouth— to basically exhale through the cigar, to blow the bitterness out ah. to some degree of cigar. That's something that I we've... think it works. Okay. I, I would. I, I've never done that. I've had I'm going s- to try now. I've we had... used to get cigars a lot of times that had uh, a very acrid mm-hmm. kind of ammonia mm-hmm. flavor to it. It was horrible, and uh, uh, presumably they hadn't aged long enough. Right. Uh, and so what you would do is you would light it up and blow through it, and you could blow it out. So it makes sense yeah. that that would work. I, I will say that I have 
had some cigars where I've tried that, and there still was a bit of bitterness to to it, and and it wasn't wasn't as good as it had been before it went out and had to be relit. But I've had some others where it feels like it's worked, mm-hmm. and and so I, I do try to do that. Uh, anytime my cigar has sat for too long and gone out, if it just went out like a moment ago, you're fine. Just torch it up again and, right. and you'll be okay. Right. But if it's been out for a little while, that's when some of that uh, bitterness seems to set in. I like bitter. Actually, <laughs> I'm going well, for bitter. Uh, then uh, hopefully you'll like our next beer. Uh, I don't uh, know how bitter it's going to be, uh, but it's an India Pale Ale from Georgetown Brewing Company in Seattle, Washington. Uh, it says right here on the title, and this is one of the I just love these great titles for beers that come from some of these breweries. This one is called You'll Get Nothing and Like It. And so, <laughs> I don't know. They do say also around the top, <laughs> Spalding. please refrigerate. Warm beer sucks. Caddyshack reference. So, yes. Going for that. We gotta, yeah, Caddyshack references are always allowed yes, on this well, program. Of course. Yes. Is, yeah. Caddyshack and Night Shift with Michael King. Night, those, night those references are always allowed. Henry Winkler's yes. genius Indeed. in that. Oh, that's don't get me started. We'll be doing the next three segments on <laughs> my favorite passages. <laughs> my favorite passages from uh, from from that movie. Salute, uh, but this my salute. This is the India Pale Ale from Georgetown Brewing Company, Seattle, Washington. A lot of competition in that area of the country for uh, breweries. And uh, oh, mm. unusual. Yes, coconut so, maybe. A I want to look and see what hops they're using, or see if it says sometimes. They say, and sometimes they do not. Wow. It's, it uh, doesn't say what hops they're using here, but uh, it is 6.9, so it's fairly big. And you're right. There's a there's a definite, like, almost coconutty uh, uh, taste on the finish. I was guessing. It's citrus in the front. Citrus, yeah. Citrus mm-hmm. in the front, and maybe sort of, it, it's light coconut. It's not, because I've had some beers that really taste coconut. Yeah. This is not, yeah, this, this is, is not very that, subtle. Right. This is not Much that, more subtle. But, hmm. This tastes like beer. <laughs> it tastes a lot like beer. It tastes like beer. I really like because it. of the yeah. hops. I really like this. Yeah. I like it, Do you too. you like it? Yeah. Mm-hmm. I, I think it's Well, I have to like it because you'll get nothing and, and like, like it. it. That's right. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> <laughs> even despite, even like despite the uh, title, I think this is actually pretty good. Now, hold on to a little bit of this in your cup because yes. in our next segment, we're going to pull out that rye whiskey. Oh, I and can't wait. Once we've tried that, I want you to be able to go back to the IPA and see how well uh, they work Do together. Do a little pairing. It has been my experience, and Ian was actually the first one that really pointed this out to me. It's been my experience that... IPAs and Rise uh, have a tendency to do what Ian describes as they form like Voltron. Uh, just kind Voltron. of yeah, yeah, yeah. What yeah, are so. those? <laughs> what are a, those Voltron? That's a that's a <laughs> <laughs> I mean It's a cartoon I'm, I used to watch when I was a kid. It's uh, Transformers, uh, it, right? It's I'm, not Transformers. Voltron is completely oh, different. No, uh, <laughs> you're right, but it's the same type of thing. But thank you for it clarifying. Is, it is basically they're five lions that because, can form as one robot yeah. that becomes Voltron, and that's why he says four. Like Voltron, okay. now, you guys are the five lions. Now, used to see, watch Bugs Bunny. Here is the thing: <laughs> no we, robots. We have Voltrons. Uh, uh, we ha- yeah, but he loved to dress up. Uh, it was pre-anime in a dress and put lipstick on, didn't he? <laughs> uh, 
Bugs. You, you Bugs had money. to go there. Bugs money. You had to go there. <laughs> with Bugs you money. That's what you, you think. I saw him being Carmen Miranda. I saw him being Carmen Miranda the other Carmen day. Carmen Miranda the, yeah. Rabbit. I remember yeah, yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. All right, we are going to somehow get out of this segment. There's and, no way. Uh, and get We're back, stuck. Get back to the uh, show here momentarily. It's smoking and Justin. We'll be right back. <laughs> Welcome back at Smoking and Toasting. Our show is all about craft beer, fine spirits, and hand-rolled cigars. My name is Cruz. My guest host this week is Jim Heim. Ian will be back with us uh, next week. But Jim, thank you for coming in and uh, and welcome. drinking some whiskey with me. In fact, you can My get pleasure. right you can get right to uh, pouring that if you like. Well, we got it. Not bad. Oh. Not bad at all. You're welcome. Uh, yep. Yeah. Uh, so while he's uh, pouring that, I'll just mention uh, that again. Um, my best advice I can give you if you're looking to, yeah, it looks about right. We can always pour more. Um, and my best <laughs> advice that, that I will give you if you are uh, looking to enhance your understanding of the flavors and, and the notes that you're getting in your cigar uh, is honestly find something that's been reviewed and buy that cigar. And then when you go, oh, wow, uh, we got we got to You needed to clear heavy. the neck. You didn't put a good job of clearing the neck that's for true. safety purposes. Yeah. <laughs> Often for OSHA requirement purposes, I will uh, make sure that I have taken the uh, the plastic topping uh, off so you don't get any plastic cuts. I did do that. But what I didn't do is I didn't clear the neck of this bottle yeah. to help prevent spillage. Yeah, threw me off. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, so, totally threw me exactly off. Right. Often, the, often the bottles that I bring in will... I'll, I'll have cleared the neck. I'll just, just leave that. Up. Let it breathe. You might as well. You might as well. <laughs> anyway, if you uh, if you see in a review that the reviewer was getting a particular uh, flavor or or note uh, in your cigar or in whiskey or wine or anything else, uh, that's a great idea. I then, wouldn't have thought of that. When you try that same one, look to see if you can identify those those same ones that and and it's a, it's a process. You won't. You won't get 32 different things the first time. Mm -hmm. You'll you'll uh, you'll but you can learn about the basic ones like with cigars it would be earth and pepper and uh, leather and chocolate would be the the notes I think you would be the first to pick up on depending on what you're smoking. If you're uh, smoking lighter, more Connecticut wrapper cigars, it might be uh, toast and nuttiness. Uh, maybe even a little buttered toast sometimes. Buttered toast can be, toast. Be, can be, can be pretty wonderful. Toast. So speaking of things we love. We love rye whiskey, and this is unfiltered cask strength from a company called The Prideful Goat. I'll show you that. I'm sure we got people love it too. Statement. But that the is a prideful the prideful goat. goat. Yes, and so we'll see how this uh, how this works uh, and Salute. what we're getting from it. Salute. Smells lovely. It smells like rye whiskey. Quite a yeah. yeah, it does. I'm getting it's a little bit of corn. Corn. Yeah. A little bit of uh, wheat. Mm. Ooh, that's a good ride. Ooh. It is spicy. That's it. In is. the best possible way. It's lovely. Ooh. Yeah, it really is. Now this is unfiltered cask strength. So this is coming in at um fifty seven point seven percent. So yeah, this is uh why didn't they go to sixty? Why I can feel it all there. the way to my tongue. I don't know, but am I reading that right? Does that say it's 115.4 proof? Oh, uh, it says 115.4. Yeah, proof. Wow, proof. Yeah, yeah. wow. I have, so I can see that this from is, over here. This is pretty serious. Wow. Uh, yeah. uh, pretty serious stuff here. But it is. We, sh we should probably only drink half of it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> At least this show. 
Um, but boy, I like it. It's got a little what we like to call the whiskey hug on its way down. Uh, comes back and greets you, but it's not. It's not. Yeah, it's It's not not like over the top. No, no, it's not. And a lot of times, with rice, because you get the spices, you you think that they're going to be spicy in a very hot way, and it's not like that at all. No, no, Mm. this is quite lovely, actually. All right, now, do you have any of your IPA left? I do. I saved some Try as go- I was instructed. Try going back to your IPA now that you've had some of the rye. Terry, you need mm-hmm. some more? And see if it helps you uh, obtain an understanding of these four lines that combine into oh, a, wow. uh, a robot. The Voltron. Wow. Yeah. The uh, Vol- uh, Voltron. 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 Yeah. Yes. Yeah. But so it's interesting because this particular IPA becomes more citrusy. Yeah. And I get okay. less of what All we were right. getting I wasn't on the actually finish. thinking about it. So I need to do it again. Mm-hmm. You have to think. Of course. You have to. This is a cerebral. Yes, it is. Sort of endeavor we're involved in here, just mm. so everybody knows. And boy, talk about going back to the rye after the IPA. That's a kind of a sensory explosion experience. Yeah, it is. I'm digging this. We're going to talk about this mm. more in the break and we will be we, back my I think friends. We, I think we need another can. I know if I have another can. Oh, what are we going to do? Wait. <laughs> we do have more whiskey though. <laughs> Drinking news is next, my friends. <laughs> Smoking and toasting. Our show is all about craft beer, fine spirits, and hand rolled cigars. I, I just keep going back and forth between the rye and the IPA. Why not? Because yeah, because yeah, why not? Or, exactly. Or maybe yeah. just no. I'm, oh no, I, I, I don't know. I don't know that. I, I remember the boiler maker. Boiler maker. Oh, I was going to say college yeah, flashback. Yeah, it happens we, again. Yeah, we talked about that earlier. So, <laughs> um, speaking of speaking of flashbacks, we have one <laughs> weekly here on the program. It's a segment that through literally. Forces that we can never explain or understand uh, has become the most popular segment on smoking and toasting, which isn't saying much. It, it's kind of like being <laughs> it's kind of like being the shortest midget in the room. You know what I mean? But uh, or the can tallest. You say that the tallest midget in the room. No, no, you really can't. <laughs> but the tallest little person just doesn't doesn't quite. It doesn't know. get the imagery. It doesn't, right. Uh, so apologies, please, to anyone who has been. Uh, I gotta figure if you've made it this far into this show, you're probably not that easily offended. Hopefully I'm just saying. you're drunk by uh, now. Yeah, exactly. Uh, but our our uh, segment called Drinking News is something where we bring you a. Uh, a story or stories uh, that we have collected from the real world out there. So it's, they're not from parody uh, news sites like The Onion or something like that. They are at least believed to be real. They are often, but not always, stories about drinking. But they are always stories that are best enjoyed if you have been drinking. drinking. And we fit that bill today. Indeed and it's time for Drinking News. There's a podcast all about cigars and booze. Hanging out every week with the and crew. For spirited discussion and cigar reviews. And the segment known around the world is drinking. I love 
is true. Well, a night on the town, we took a turn to the south. When I started drinking that whiskey and running my mouth, I belly up to the bar. Another round or two. That's when the gambler said, I got a bed for you. Seven to one, you know we couldn't lose. So me and a Florida man fought a kangaroo. We went a couple of rounds and beat us black and blue. Lord, I hope we don't wind up on drinking news. <laughs> Special thanks to our own uh, cocktail expert, Chris Morris, for the uh, alternate version of the Drinking News theme song, which comes in handy when Ian's not here, because I cannot play the ukulele. And I so, can't sing. Yeah, so that that, that puts us in, yeah. uh, in, in debt to Chris Morris. So thank you, Chris. We would uh, love to have you back on the show soon, by the way. <clears throat> well, it's time today for the return of a Drinking News favorite feature, and it's one that we just call Crooks or Stupid. Stories of robberies, heists, assaults, and evil world domination plans gone wrong that teach us to never overestimate the intelligence of politicians. Oh, I'm sorry, my bad. I meant to say never overestimate the intelligence of criminals. Yeah, I think you just said that. Yeah, but now that I think about it, potato, potato, right? Yeah, so in any event, a roundup of criminal masterminds begins in Detroit, Michigan, where police officers were demonstrating their patrol car's felon location system to the children of a neighborhood during a, an edu educational lesson. While this was happening, a Michigan man named R.C. Gaitan <clears throat> walked up to them and asked them about the process. So to show him how the system worked, they asked for his ID or driver's license to use for the demonstration. And the demonstration was successful. When they placed his driver's license in the system, they found out that the man was wanted for a robbery committed two years earlier. Gaitan was immediately arrested, <laughs> causing at least one kid in the audience to say, eh <laughs> Thank you. That's, that's better. Thank you. And from the Motor City, we head to the land down under where a Sydney man got more than he could handle when he reached into the window of a parked car and snatched a bag. Now, normally, this would sound like just, you know, another everyday crime. But in this particular case, the bag in question belonged to a man named Brad McDonald. McDonald's occupation? Professional snake catcher. And it gets better. The bag, stolen from his parked car, contained, wouldn't you know it, a highly venomous snake that McDonald had just captured from an underground car park in Sydney. Oh. The thief reportedly surrendered of his own will to the cops in an attempt to uh, uh, save himself <clears throat> from the snake. Dateline St. Paul, Minnesota, where a hot-tempered Minnesota man named Justin John Bodan was involved in an argument with a woman at the bus station, because of course he was, uh, which ultimately resulted in him punching her in the face. Ooh. He also attacked a woman. another person who was close by, and when he did, it caused him to drop a folder on the ground that he'd been holding. 
And then when he realized he'd better flee the scene, he ran off without retrieving said folder. Police officers who arrived on the scene a few minutes later examined the folder and, as you might guess, were able to track Boudin down Mm -hmm. thanks to what was inside. His anger management homework. (laughs) (laughs) Now he's really angry. I think he might have gotten an F on that class. (laughs) I don't think he was doing too well. And finally, we find ourselves in Tulsa, Oklahoma, where an Oklahoma man named Jacob Wise believed that he'd figured out a sneaky new way to remove those security tacks from clothes in the store so that he could shoplift them from the store. His evil plan worked, at least initially, when he was able to successfully get the tags off of the clothing that he wanted. And with no one the wiser, Wise (laughs) headed... You see what I did there, Wiser? (laughs) That was quite fascinating. uh, With no one the wiser, the Oklahoma man made his way to the store exit, only to have loud alarms and flashing lights go off as he tried to leave. Apparently, when our genius thief was able to get the security tags off of the clothes... He needed to do something with them. Put them in his so pocket. So he put them in his pocket. Oh, 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 <laughs> Crooks no. are stupid. And Wise was arrested for shoplifting. Now, this is a story so utterly perfect that I must confess that it awakens the poet within me. Oh, there's a poet in there? And there is. And and I, I I mentioned this specifically because with Jim on the show. Jim actually writes really good, really impressive poetry. I do. He, he, no, he, I mean, I've no, never like, been published. N- n- but, but, but here's the, here's the thing. You might think he's joking around. Like, he really writes beautiful poetry. He does. He's, he's read some of it to me, and I absolutely, uh, I'm absolutely in awe. I am a mere, you know, amateur by comparison. However, Stories like this do bring something out in me that may not be inspiration. Are yeah. you going to wax poetic mm-hmm. on I us? think that I am going to, if you will indulge me. I will. I would like to share my inspired prose with you here on Drinking News. It goes a little something like, like this. this. A Tulsa man using his bus pass went to shoplift some clothes, his balls pure brass. Though the tags he removed, still the store alarms proved. Though his name was Wise, he was a dumbass. (laughs) (laughs) Reporting live from the Oral Roberts Memorial Wing of the Tulsa City Jail, my name is Cruz, and that is your (laughs) drinking news. news. Yes, yes. Indeed. I hope I'm never on it. Cheers. Well, like uh, like he says in the song, Lord, I hope I don't wind up on drinking news. I mean. It was an illusion. Yeah, the the guy who the guy who just gave his driver's license and then they got to arrest him right there and it's just like well there you go kids that's how that works yeah. full, a full demonstration right. no, that, from, that from full that circle. all the way Absolutely. to the arrest you know, and everything you, gotta, you gotta go deep on the psychology here and 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 think you know he wanted to be caught. Oh, I'm sure he did. Just like the guy who stole the bag with the snake and it wanted to have what a reptilian experience. Yeah. A reptilian experience. So he just saw a bag and just was like, I'm getting that bag. Yeah, oh, yeah. It was European. Yeah. Yeah. God, God knows why you would, if you're going to like 
steal a bag out of an open car window, <laughs> why would you take the one that seems to be slithering? Yeah, you know? exactly. <laughs> it's moving around. <laughs> All right, we have a uh, we have a beer oh, to taste. Yes, we uh, do. in this segment. So I'm going to. And uh, I have a job to do. Uh, yeah, at this that's point. right. It's it's all about and, sound effects and, and pouring. I'm I'm, uh, I, I'm auditioning for this job. Mm-hmm. Right, because he wants he wants position. to be the permanent uh, drink opener. <laughs> no, I I didn't realize I was going to have uh, this much fun. See, this <laughs> so is now. What, by the way, I'm this is work what, cheap. This is I what can, all of our guests say when they come on Smoking a Toast. I didn't know it was going to be this much fun. But yes, they exactly. That. That's Seriously, right. Seriously. That yeah. does. Okay, you ready? Yep, let's do it. Ooh, you see, <laughs> that I believe may have been your best one yet. Really? Yes. Because I thought there was... I, cu- I think I could have got my fingernail under there a it little further. Felt like, it felt like you could hear the frothiness. Yes. Oh, yeah. look yes. at, the, yeah. look at that. And in this oh, case, uh, boy. so Ian is missing out. This, this is would, what Ian's this missing out totally on. This totally be oh, his so favorite beer. We so miss you, Ian. Yeah. But of course, if you were here, if I it's wouldn't the color be, of, so right, I don't yeah. really miss you that much. If so it's this the color is of a tire, from Ian is loving it. Ian is ready to drink it while he floats on a tire down the Guadalupe River. Is that what he's doing? Uh, no, he's he's actually at it. Yeah. Oh no, he's in the land of ten uh, million, ten lakes. million lakes. Yeah. Yes, and maybe he's floating on a tube in one of those in lakes. One of those lakes. But uh, no, but Ian, he's going nowhere. But Ian, no o- current. Ian often talks because Ian loves really, really big beers. Yes, and so he often yeah. talks about how. Uh, we'll get a beer oh. like this. It'll be a huge imperial stout, and it's twelve percent or whatever. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. And then Ian will say, "Yeah, I drink that floating down the river in the yeah. middle of the summer." Yeah, and he would too. He's yeah. not kidding. Okay, uh, this is actually. Degrees. I'm going to have to meet Ian. <laughs> yes, this is actually um, uh, not twelve percent. It's eight point eight uh, alcohol by volume. It's an imperial milk stout, blued with cloud cover, cloud. Cloud cover. I'm sorry. I was trying to make it rhyme with clover. Cloud cover coffee. And uh, this is a brewery in Oceanside, New York, uh, called Barrier Brewing. And they are a pretty well-respected uh, brewery. You've been but this there? Is a very, You've been there to Oceanside, I have New not York? been to Oceanside, New York. Have you? Have you been, I've never been to New York at all. Oh, I've been I'm to from New York. Texas. I don't go I've been anywhere. To New York, I've been to New York. But, but I have not been, not been to Oceanside. Oceanside. Terry, yeah. you've been to New York? I've been to New York. Why? But I will just say... <laughs> I will say this though, and and this is a bold statement coming from someone like me, who the closest beach I have is Galveston. Mm, but having Galveston. said that, in New York, they have no idea what the beach is supposed to be like. They just don't, like those aren't beaches. Yeah, that's a roller coaster and some sand, and there's water out there. That is not a. Beach. That's not far off of what Galveston is. I, I realize. Yeah, that. I mean, but that makes Galveston look really good. Well, though. but Gal- it really well, does. All right, well, I'm liking that. Galveston does have one important thing that sets it apart. It's a it's a part of the city motto, if I'm not mistaken, and that is that any medical waste that washes up on the shore is yours to keep. <laughs> So that's that's always. I don't think you're mistaken. That's always good to know. That's right. Uh, so I'm also not mistaken that this is a really coffee oriented yes. uh, imperial stout. Yes. Indeed, Cloud and, cover coffee is and, happening uh, here. Uh, the the porters <clears throat> and stouts that I normally drink that are toward the coffee mm-hmm. side. This is now. Are you good. are you a, you're a coffee guy, right? Oh, I love coffee. You, you love coffee, but okay. no sugar in my coffee. Okay, or my. Oh. Tea, Terry. I don't put any <laughs> sugar in my tea. No sugar this tonight is... in my coffee. No sugar <laughs> see, tonight in my tea. I, I, I thought of that too, woman. but I thought, uh, no, I'm too old. Nobody else is going to know that reference. So Barton, uh, Barton, uh, what, uh, Cum- Cummings? Burton what? Cummings. Burton Cummings. Burton Cummings. Yeah. Barton Cummings. Barton Cummings. Yeah, something like that. 
<laughs> sorry, uh, folks. I'm sorry. I've been drinking. You can tell this is 8.8%. Uh, it's an Imperial Milk Stout brewed with coffee. I, I think it's absolutely wonderful. Now, it is, if you do not like coffee, you're you, probably not going to like this stout yeah. because it oh, is extremely. Oh, I was going to say extremely, you would love this. It, oh, you think so? No, but, but I was being ironic. Oh, okay. Gotcha. No, <laughs> I, I, I never do that. I try a, not to anyway. <laughs> <laughs> I'm often ironic, but it's usually not on purpose, making it all the much more ironic. Don't do it in an yes. argument with yeah. Mary. Yeah, no, no. She'll, <laughs> Don't do that, because she'll, she'll my wife. slap she'll, you. She'll, she'll get you. She uh, will. And, and, you know, while, because we only have a minute, I'll also bring up that the Alanis Morissette song, Ironic, is not about irony. <sighs> That's it's so an ironic. It's unfortunate, but yeah. it's not yeah. ironic. It, it's a it's a good song. It's just not ironic. Yeah. yeah, I mean, rain on a wedding day. It's unfortunate. It's not ironic. Exactly. It's and so sad. This is this is this is, is what happens when you come on the show, Jim. We actually get all the way to discussing Alanis Morissette songs. <laughs> I like and, Alanis Morissette. And now we got to talk Terry, about <laughs> and Terry singing "No Sugar Tonight in My Coffee." You know, this no is no sugar how, tonight in my. Coffee tea. tea. Yeah, That's tea. right. You got no sugar. Right. Sorry, we will, we will sing be, it. We will be back to bid you adieu, <laughs> <laughs> or, or or maybe more than one do. What? I don't know. We'll Let's be back. Bid three adieus. Let's three do. Uh, we'll do that coming up next. It's smoking and toasting. Welcome back. It's smoking and toasting. Our show is all about craft beer, fine spirits, and hand-rolled cigars. Well, I was worried, uh, and I needn't have worried, that no. without Ian here, uh, that I wouldn't like uh, have anything to crack up about. Because Ian does make me laugh. He's a very funny guy. Yeah, but I is. needn't have he worried. With the, yeah, oh, I, oh. And I wish I was a musician, because this would be probably even better. Yeah, I wish I was a musician, because... College dating would have been a whole lot different. <laughs> ah, that reminds me of yeah. so many of those girls. Yeah. Where's that uh, beer that we had that oh. indicated what was happening right here. to me at college? Oh, you'll, yeah. you'll get nothing and you'll get like nothing it. and like it. Exactly. That's but, college. But if I had uh, just learned to play the ukulele before I got to yeah. college, <laughs> yeah, I'd, I'd have been like Ian. I, I sent Ian a joke the other day because it was Steve Martin, and he was sitting there with his banjo describing his banjo, and he said the difference between a banjo is that it's made Made like you know he was describing how it was made and the sound is projected and he said and the difference between that and a guitar is the guitar will get you laid so that's <laughs> oh, oh, that's so true it's so brilliant yeah you don't you don't see a lot of uh, a lot of groupies flocking around yeah. the banjo player yeah. it's like uh, none like, even like, none not yeah. even at the acms mumford and sons has yeah. groupies but the banjo player stands alone after the show yeah. that's all i'm saying yeah, it's, it's very sad. Saying. Yeah, I, uh, I I have a lot of sympathy for the banjo player because again, it reminds me of when I was in college. <laughs> <laughs> I got I get it I get it. <laughs> well, you know, what is that? Uh, and I think Ian told me this joke about about uh, somebody who left their a musician who left the his car window open. And instead of stealing something, somebody put a banjo in. <laughs> uh, Thank God I'm, it wasn't a snake. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm not telling the joke right, but uh, but it is what it is. So. <laughs> no, 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 it was perfect. Yeah. yeah. All right. Well, uh, I just wanted to mention because we uh, maybe maybe covered it only briefly. This imperial stout is delicious. It's quite it good. It is very very good. It's quite good. good. Let's get serious for a moment. Mm-hmm. 
Jim likes the way that the show seems to get better as the show goes along. He's having more and this more fun that, as the show goes think, along. Why do you think we keep drinking news till almost the end of the show? <laughs> it's because that would not have been nearly as funny in segment two <laughs> yeah. as it was in the second to last. You people, you people here are brilliant the yeah. way you set all this up. <laughs> <laughs> Believe me, there's just a lot of blind luck and, and drinking involved. And drinking yeah. involved. Uh, oh, but we got to have you come out, uh, though, uh, yes. and be on a show where we're also smoking. Because we do oh, okay. shows on location well, we have where to we do that, where we, Cruz. Yeah. You know we're going to mm -hmm. have to do that. All right, so that I would mean, be good. that's an well, absolute requirement. Now that, you've, now that you've been a guest host, you're sort of like family. So, really, you can even just show up uninvited if you want. There you go. Yeah. Um, mm -hmm. I wouldn't have necessarily gone that way. <clears throat> yeah. But uh, I like I like it. By the way, just forwarded, uh, and he will put it in in post. But just forwarded the clip of Liliana singing. Yes, uh, that we played you a little snippet of earlier in the show. Well, actually, Adam. By the time you're seeing this, Adam would have already added it in in post. But just got the uh, text from Adam over getting that clip for the first time, and he says, "Wow!" And when I didn't think she could be any more awesome, she is amazing. <laughs> so that's our Liliana. Uh, be sure and catch that in the uh, earlier parts of the show. Uh, Jim, I have seriously very much enjoyed always just anytime I get to hang out with you. It's it's a lot of fun. That's because I I'm a lovely person. You are. And you have some pretty good whiskey at your house. I have I some do. pretty good whiskey I do at have a house. little yeah. bit. Yeah, Indeed. I have some too. So, Not, and y'all, none of y'all know where I live, right? Which is a good thing, probably. But uh, I will uh, uh, next. You, got, uh, you and your wife have to come over uh, to my place and my we'll wife drink some of my whiskey. That yeah. we should go up on the uh, famous balcony. Yeah, the famous balcony. You have the famous porch. I have the famous balcony. Indeed, you do. So it'll be it'll be a lot of fun. But thank you for coming on and uh, bailing me out when Ian was out uh, for this week. Uh, um, uh, you're welcome, Ian. <laughs> uh, it, it has been a lot of fun, and uh, I just wanted to um, uh, thank everybody who has gotten us through to 349 shows. Halfway to 400. That's right. And not only is it 349, but it's actually 348, plus the missing episode, which we'll tell you oh. about some other time, the missing episode. You don't count that in the counting and count well, it is count. It is counted in the numbers. Oh, okay. So even though there's 349, technically you can only access can only find. 348. There's a lot them. of math going on yeah. here. <laughs> you just yeah. lost me. <laughs> I understand. Well, thank you for keeping it straight on the map, at least uh, so far. And thank you to everybody who's been a part of the program. Jim Heim, my friend, thank you, and let's My do this again Cruz. next time uh, with cigars, okay? Indeed. It's a plan. Absolutely. It's a plan. Terry has uh, been uh, faithful to keep us going on the wheels of steel. Thank you, Terry. Uh, to Adam in the cloud, thank you, and you guys have a wonderful week. And here's to Liliana singing in Spanish. Good to you. Whatever happens, don't leave it so soon. It's alright when it's okay Yeah, you never listen to what anybody else says Such a